The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And it's time now on America's Web Radio for a bite of reality. And we have Mark the Shark Esquire from New York City that's going to be talking to us. And before we get started, though, I wanted to make sure that everybody understands. Uh, Mark generally starts off with a, a Dr. Seuss version poem. And I didn't realize until this morning how much our Mark the Shark, a bite of reality, has in common with our Speaker of the House. She's a poet and don't know it, too. And uh, she started a session of Congress with one of her poems yesterday. And that was a real thrill. That lady, I'm sorry, but she's a lot meaner than our shark. She even looks it. She could take on Mark the Shark in open waters and just tear him anew, I'm sure. Have no doubt. she doesn't have reality. That's true. She doesn't have reality. But I, I'm glad to know that you all have something in common. Something a little bit in common. Hopefully not too much. <laughs> <laughs> if I forget where I am or what planet I'm on, let me know. You got it. It's all yours. Okay. So you're listening to Bite of Reality with Mark the Shark. And coming to you live from New York. I just want to thank the legendary Dave for that little entree. And now that you've had your hors d'oeuvres, let's get right into it. <laughs> into the entree, huh? That's it. So here comes your main course. So now the White House touts that NATO alliance is now strong. But each and every decision it has made to date has been wrong. Peppermint Patty from the podium said she doesn't like red lines. Maybe the Biden administration will continue to issue Russia some traffic fines. Since when have they not learned that words are ineffective? When dealing with bullies, it's not whether or not those words were rejected or projected. It's feckless Biden foreign policy the Biden administration deals while Ukrainian buildings and civilians are killed without restrictions. That's how it feels. Over and over, Biden, he's still considering a plan to make gas's price lower. By the time he's done thinking like the rest of the crises, I can't imagine he could be any slower. Biden can fix the gas crises in the blink of an eye if he would just sit down and take advice from that President Trump guy. While strangling America's energy production in such a short time, from energy independence to the fact that we're running on empty and running out of time. How fast we've gone down the energy hill. On day one, Joe Biden, the XL pipeline, he did kill. And then he did go after the energy sector. He claims to be the environmental protector. So maybe someone can explain to me now how a barrel of oil produced in America and shipped through the pipelines is different from one produced in Venezuela or Iran. The answer is in decline. Just one year, and America's in a fight. Here we go, proxy war. Think about that tonight. They thought Trump would get us into a war, but for four years, Americans' might did roar. By stopping the oil from flowing, climate change zealots state the world would turn green 
It's one of the biggest lies I've ever seen. It's not ready for prime time, so keep on trying. Just shut up for now. We need the American oil now. Just stop lying. Now we brand the gas price hikes are from Putin, but they were going up and up way before the shooting. Biden, take a page out of Trump's book, and success you might have a look. Start a program of warp speed to get prices that we need. I guess all that crap that you pushed regarding Trump and Putin's cooperation was nothing but lies that you fed to our nation. If Trump was such a puppet of Putin, don't you think he would have walked into Ukraine while his buddy for him was a rootin'? The garbage you put in the media instead for four years, the steady lies the American public was fed. But they never took stock in their ongoing lies that they made to your face. They will never correct the record. It's such a disgrace. But once again, those who are guilty but connected go free. And the American justice, they will never be. America under Biden has become a Putin stooge. For four years, the lies they told us was nothing but a ruse. It's clear at this point that America couldn't lead its way out of a closet in a room. But when America doesn't lead, the world sits by and watches. And this can only lead to doom. So who was the guilty party here? And who was the puppet now? It's time for Biden to step aside. Get off the world stage. Go for ice cream and just take a bow. For as matters of not do nothing, ventured nothing gained, America's world leadership we have not retained. You might not have liked Trump's stated words or his tweets, but during his term, the world didn't have a choice between gas or to eat. Now as Russians are bombing anything that stands in Ukraine, and now NATO speaks of the once impossible nuclear reign, of bravery and decisions from Zelensky, Biden should take note. He should stop dawdling and mumbling and do nothing like an old goat. I wonder as we're talking and looking at Ukrainians are dead. I can't help thinking about if the White House had a real president like Trump, what Putin would have said. Biden doesn't want to escalate to World War III. Only brain dead people like him can't see it's already World War III. Yes, it's number three. So when do you arm your ally, your friend and your partner to be? You don't do it after the Russians have invaded. That's just stupid, you see. So I ask why Biden hold up the shipments from the Trump administration. Perhaps Hunter's his son was looking to cut another deal for the big guy in the Ukrainian nation. The DOJ will chase parents, but the others won't see a knock on their door. Just justice when you're connected. There'll be no more. Doesn't matter if you did it or they caught you red-handed. To because Justice Department only prosecutes me and you. It's just the standard. So Amazon moved from Seattle. It's a crime and violent rates going crazy. While the political leaders continue to defund the police. Let criminals off? Then they say, the reason is so hazy. Can we as a society continue to accept an intentional genocide of a country we may someday regret? America has to again find its identity we were once the land of plenty, but now we can't find the truth. It's something they used to stress, stress in my youth. But now those days are gone, and the society is breaking down, and free speech is no longer allowed around town. Yale is an example of why the society is on its way out. 
with no consequences for unruly law students who literally don't convince you. They just get out and shout. The breakdown is here. The world is at an end. The end is near. Let this be a lesson to you. You better begin to think and see clear. So as I come to the end of this little rhyme, that's it. We're done. We're out of time. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go on to the so, next show. No, I, I tell you what, I will throw this out right quick. We're in the uh, middle of one heck of a storm. So, folks, if um, we get hit by the storm or uh, our infamous uh, Georgia power goes out or we uh, lose Internet, I'm sorry, but there's... Uh, even Mark the Shark can't handle Atlanta weather sometimes. So I'm telling you. Well, listen, maybe you need a windmill. You should get a windmill. <laughs> get a windmill, yeah. Well, you can get some solar panels. Right, right. And it would be my luck that the hell would bust them all to bits and pieces. But anyway, so you've got a show laid out and planned for us today. What? Uh, I, I plan a little bit. Couple, three, four, five, six hours, ten hours, fourteen oh. hours. Well, come on board, you know. I plan the week. I'll, I'll so, put out the couch for you. Here is my here's my kind of my my block one, I guess you would call it. Well, the end of block one is evil in our midst. Is the world done or not? This is something I was thinking about. Is the entire week I was thinking about how did this come about? What gives a man or men the power or right to destroy other people? What gives a man the right to destroy another country? You know, I think we have to look at where do people like this begin or even think they have the right to destroy another country. You know, it's one thing to get thrown out of the Garden of Eden, but to destroy others and to destroy ourselves in the process is without question a peril of evil. I'm not very biblical. And I'm not very um, theological. But the question I ask is, how does evil in the world like this begin to fester? The world order. We're, we're, I always hear people talk about global society. And what is the global society? The global society has to really figure out where they want to be. Whether they want to be here next year or in six months because I can tell you this much, when somebody who is a superpower, who has nuclear weapons, can, a, a, can bring chaos to the world order. And that's something that we really need to rethink as a, as a society, as humanity. You know, everybody talks about the global humanity. Where is this global humanity when we're allowing one individual to send an army into another country and destroy it? I have seen pictures of Ukraine leveled. Go to downtown Manhattan. Go to downtown Atlanta. And just picture for a second. Close your eyes. Picture for a second. Atlanta leveled. How pissed off would you be? How angry would you be? And the world would just sit by and do what? This is the question that I have. And I, and I don't have an answer for this question. And it really kind of bothers me. We have failed to identify a huge peril of the world. We failed to identify evil. And I had a buddy of mine in law school who was pretty religious and had very philosophical. And he always used to say that God gives you a choice between light and dark. 
And if you want to proceed towards the light, that's the choice that he gives you. But if you want to proceed towards the dark, that's a choice he gives you also. Now, I'm a big fan of if I'm in charge of everything, if I see a guy who's doing something really bad and trying to wipe out all of God's children and all of my children, if I'm God, I am God. So now I'm God. What do I do? Do I say to him, you have a choice? I know he's a bad guy. This is, this is a definition of a bad guy. This is evil. This is pure evil. So what do you do? You wipe him off the planet. You take him out. And you make an example of him. You make an example of him because this is what you need to do to show others not to do it. And I'm going to tie this into a little bundle here for you. Bring it home for a little bit. How does this also affect us in America now? Crime rates are going through the roof. Cities are dangerous. They're stabbing people. They're throwing people into trains. They're shooting people for $100 at a Burger King. How does this create this issue? How does this evil begin? So let's assume we missed all the parts about the evil beginning. Because obviously in our school system, we're failing. You're teaching diversity, white rage, you know, critical race theory, oppressor, non-oppressor. What you're not teaching is, and you've mentioned it a lot of times, Dave, is civility. We have failed to be civil. Our society is breaking down. And there are people who are literally pushing for the society to break down. And this is the problem I'm having. We're not seeing it just because it happened country to country. We are seeing it here in America day by day. When you take a justice system, and I'm in the justice system for almost 35 years now, I've seen changes in the justice system. As a defense attorney, I used to fear going to trial. I was literally looking for a deal. You want to get your client the deal because there was enough, there was enough evidence to convict the guy. And when you knew that, you explained to your client, listen, you can do three years, you can do five years in jail. And the guy would say, well, hold on, let's take the deal. Guess what? Here's what that did. Let's say he got a year or two in jail. Okay? Violent felony. C felony. Gets a violent crime. Does a couple years in jail. He's got the buddies who he was with. He's got the people who know him who are also bad guys. And guess what that has? That has a very chilling effect on some of the other bad guys. Listen, there are some of them who you are not going to get to, who repeatedly go through the system, and eventually they need to be taken out. They need to be stopped. And how do you stop them? See, punishment is only effective if it fits the crime. If you say to somebody, hey, you killed that guy, you know what, it was a mistake, you're going to do a couple of years and we'll let you out. If I'm a bad guy, I now say, hey, wait a second. He killed that guy. He didn't get anything. Who cares? That guy who kills the first person goes to jail for 20 years to life. The second person who comes along is going to say, hmm, you know what? Maybe this was a bad idea. Or when he gets to the point, when he gets to the point and he says, no, this is a bad idea. He says, uh-uh, I'm not going to do this because this guy got 20 years. This is what you have to look at. It's the effect of punishment. It's the effect of, I know this is a big word, some of you might have to look it up, but my audience is pretty darn intelligent. Deterrence. 
If you don't deter somebody from doing something, it doesn't happen. It doesn't work. So in the background, guess who's coming? It must be evil coming to my door. So what I look at is you have to have a deterrence effect to everything you do. And it translates back into the society that we live in. If that society doesn't pay attention, there's no deterrence effect. And exactly what happened. What do you think Putin didn't rush into Ukraine during the Trump administration? Because he had a deterrence effect. That's the key to this whole mess. That's the key. You know, Mark, uh, you know that uh, that I love Westerns and, and uh, you know... The oak tree <clears throat> with the uh, noose hanging down from it was a uh, pretty good deterrent back in the day. Uh, you didn't steal a man's horse. You didn't rustle his cattle because you could be hung. You're caught, you're judged, and you're hung. And so that that caught to a lot of people that I really don't think I want to steal your horse, you know? Yeah, and, and the bottom line was that was a deterrence effect. Or you had your six-shooter on your hip. Yeah. And you said, you want to steal my guy? Okay, I'm going to take care of your business. You didn't do it because that's the way this planet operated. Because deterrence, when people are not civil, you need a deterrent effect. You need something to stop them from doing it. And if you don't have that, you have unruly people. You have what happened in Seattle. You have what happened in Portland. You have what happened in New York City. You have what happened in Baltimore. I can go through the litany of lists. There has to be a structure that people follow. You know, I I hate to say it, but we've lost our streets. The chaos in the courts is is a big cause of it. You know, are we going to still accept the status quo? Is that going to be acceptable now? A death toll? Are we going to accept Russia now walking into... Anywhere else, Estonia, Latvia, any other Baltic states. What if they decided to go into Poland? And China that's already told us to go to hell? Yeah, listen, when people stop taking calls from Joe Biden, the president of the United States, you can take that little leadership badge off his chest and throw it in the drawer until we get a real leader. You cannot depend on Joe Biden to make a decision. I understand he had a phone call with Xi Jinping this morning. I am telling you for a fact that the readout is not going to be coming out for weeks. Why? Because Xi Jinping told him, listen, Joe, I like you as a person. You're a really nice guy, Uncle Joe. But guess what? You can't tell us what to do. Because you depend on us. You want to play with us? I'll cut off your everything. Because just what Trump had said, we are too dependent on these idiots. We are too dependent on other people. I have guys running on my roof, by the way, because we had a leak in the roof. (laughs) And your dog is making you aware of it. I'm telling you, if you want to take this for a second, I'm going to quiet down the dog a second. Uh, Well, I'll just go forward with what you're saying. And power comes from strength. Respect comes from strength, and we have we're showing neither strength. We're only showing weakness, and the world leaders realize that and understand it, and they're taking advantage of it. Trump, on the other hand, always 
exemplified strength, power through strength. And you mess with me, and you're going to wish you had never heard of me. And that was the, we had the power because we had the strength, and they knew that Trump didn't mind using it. And uh, all we have today is weakness. And the and foreign countries are using that now to their advantage, and uh, in my opinion, Mark, it's just going to get worse and worse until we have a strong leader. And, One of the big things is I heard the Clinton in his memoirs. He said that he regretted not standing up when they went in in the genocide in Rwanda. He literally said he regretted that. Hmm. How much more do we need to see? Do, is leveling Kiev, is that going to be enough? Is 42 million approximately in that country? Is 20 million dead going to be enough? When is the world going to turn around and say, we're done? When is the world going to stop? Well, you know, it, it's, it's a real serious problem. It's only going to stop... And, and and this is the, uh, I mean, it's been proved, it was proven this week. Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, he shows strength, not weakness. And he it, doesn't have... It's a completely different person. Yeah. But there's got to be... It's I, I saw Joey Jones. If you don't know who Joey Jones I is... Unfortunately, do. Okay, so he is a military, he was a bomb technician. And he said basically, listen, war is hell. War is terrible. War should be your last-ditch effort to get things done. Because people die in war. That is a fact. But there's a point when you say to yourself, and, and I, I was very, it, it makes you really think for a second when, a guy who you respect as a military man says, okay, he says, I don't have enough faith in our leader nor our military leaders right now in order to make the right decisions and to get an effective win. Because you don't go to war to lose. You go to war to take care of business. You know, and for those of you who are wondering what that knocking is, they're fixing a roof tile that came off in a storm. So it's all over the place today, boy, I'll tell you. It's left, right, and center. They're going to town. <laughs> and what we're getting, you all are going to get this weekend. That's what I'm told. So I've, I had to have them come today. And since he was in the area, he said, i got to stop by now. And I was like, oh, my God, you get, now? now is not the time. I'm on the radio. He says, well, we could do it now or we could do it Monday. I said, I don't think I have enough buckets, so you better come now. But we, we get to the point in this reality of, of the evil that is in this world. And the world has to now conceivably come up with a better order. And Zelensky talks something about that. There needs to be a realignment. There are rational players in this world, and there are irrational players in the world. And that's, that's just a fact. That's a fact. You have people like Iran... Let me start on the Iranian business right now, because i got to tell you, I am scared. Um, I can't say the word on the radio, but let's just say 
It is not a good situation. For some ridiculous reason, Joe Biden believes that by going forth with this ridiculous thing of trying to get a deal with Iran, that that will somehow stop them. What that is going to do is give him billions of dollars. That's going to give Iran the mullahs who hate America, by the way. They can't stand America. It's going to give them billions of dollars to play with. And it's going to give them billions of dollars to sponsor terror all over the world. And you know who's more upset about this? Egypt, Israel, and those little countries there that produce the oil. Think about this for a second. War breaks out in Iran. Now what? Oil countries being bombed. Remember what they did? Does anybody remember what they did when they walked into the oil-producing continent there or the country, set the whole country on flames? Remember that? When they burned down Kuwait? Yeah. You know, that. you bring up an interesting point in that does anybody remember? That's ex- exactly why we do a show called Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. It's only been 30 years, 30-plus 30 years, 31 years at the outside. And yet you walk down the street and ask somebody, what was Desert Shield all about? What was Desert Storm all about? Oh, they have no clue. No, and that that's a problem. America a has a short problem. memory. America has a short memory, a very short memory. And that is, it's one of the things that worries me. It's one of the things that I always look back at and I say, we've learned, remember, if you've learned nothing from history, you're destined to repeat the same mistakes over and over again. And this is what concerns me in this this whole societal breakdown that we're having right now. We're going through, it would almost be like a puberty of the republic. (laughs) The republic is out of its mind. We haven't figured out who we are. We haven't figured out where we want to go. Some people want to go way left. The flat earth people want to fall off. And then there are people who want to kind of stay in the middle. And then there's the extreme right wing which just I can't figure out where they stand and what they want to do. They just want to go against everybody. So the problem is you have people who are pretty dynamic. You have people like AOC, occasional cortex. Sometimes her brain is connected to her mouth. A lot of times it's not. She just doesn't get it. And then you have people like Nancy Pelosi, who I think at 81 is kind of time to retire, Nance goodbye, see you, have a nice life, thanks for coming. Okay, she's pretty much destroyed a lot of this country already. And her, and Schumer, and and, and I'll, I'll disclose something, I voted for Schumer a couple times, okay, because he seemed like a rational choice, right, even though I'm a conservative. Now, forget it, he's gone completely left. He said, and then we're going to change America forever. He wasn't kidding. He was completely correct. He was basically changing America forever, and they're doing it now. But this is not a good change. This is a change that's damaging society, and completely, believe it or not, it's going to be the whole world. Chaos is not a good sense. Hope is not a plan. So we're going to take a short break. 
And we'll be right back after this with some more Bite of Reality. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, join me, Roger B., every Tuesday at 1400 hours right here on America's Web Radio for the Locked and Loaded Show. We will talk about guns, weapons, ammo, gun accessories, prepping, and so much more. So be sure to join us every Tuesday at 1400 or 2 p.m. for Locked and Loaded on America's Web Radio. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives. As a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. It's all about cars and car people on the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Listen to new shows every week on AmericasWebRadio.com at 9 a.m. Eastern. After that, episodes are available there and on podcast providers such as Spotify and Google Play. Each week, Classic Auto Mall president Stuart Howden serves as your podcast host and interviews personalities from every aspect of the automotive world. Collectors, photographers, classic car dealers, and everyone in between. You don't want to miss an episode of the Classic Auto Mall podcast. Check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. And now back to A Bite of Reality with our own Mark the Shark. And here we go. All right, so just to kind of bring it around full circle, the we were talking about originally about the chaos in the courts. Listen, there's no doubt that evil exists in this world, but the fact that evil exists and grows and is now apparently being successful in its existence and its attributes and what it's doing, what does the society need to do? That's a question we all need to be asking ourselves. Can we still accept evil in the world and let it fester and let it grow? We as a society have to say this is unacceptable. Seriously, it's time to figure this out. We need to do something about the evil that exists in this world before it blocks out the rest of us. There's no going back at this point. You know, we're, we're literally at the brink of world destruction. That should scare the daylights out of the entire world. Yet it doesn't, it doesn't even hardly get noticed. The mainstream media is like, no problem. We got this. Joe Biden's on it. The world's got this. The world doesn't have anything. And think about this as I wrap up this kind of block here. The security of our world, the planet that we live on, is literally based upon the ability of certain countries to mutually destroy each other. And that's what stops us from destroying each other. Think about that. We have literally set ourselves up to point guns at each other and said, if you fire your gun, I'm going to fire my gun. And now the Russians have gone a step further. They've developed missiles that go up into the upper atmosphere, out of the atmosphere, and then come back into the atmosphere that we cannot detect right now. You know, the once powerful United States of America, I'm sorry, the real world is different. I'd like to all sing Kumbaya and be in a college campus the rest of my life, but it doesn't work out that way. And if we want to continue to exist as a country, we better find out better ways to exist because this is not going to work. 
Because I can tell you right now, I, I'm waiting to see that transcript from Xi Jinping and Biden. And, and I should say, I'm waiting to see the real transcript, because apparently when we do transcripts lately, like with Kamala Harris, they omit certain stupidness. They take it out of the official transcript. So we got to, as a world, we have to find out better ways to figure out to get along. Because to strive to further destroy each other is a real bad idea. Hope is not a plan. You know, hope is definitely not a plan. It just doesn't work. So I want to move into now the Iranian negotiations. Well, how can we get screwed without them even buying us dinner? I'm trying to figure out, and and I've heard this from several different media outlets, so I'm going to have to kind of take it as, you know, what it is face value. It's my understanding that Russia is currently brokering the deal between America and Iran. So Russia is destroying Ukraine. We're sanctioning the heck out of them. And they're trying to broker a deal between us and Iran to give Iran nukes at some point. Another knucklehead with a set of nuclear arms. That's just what we need on this planet. Instead, let me let me give them a bit of advice on negotiating. You do not negotiate from a, pos- a position of weakness. You do not do that. Because when you negotiate from a position of weakness, you are a weak negotiator. You have nothing. This is what we don't understand. I, I, it seems so simple. Trump understood it. Reagan understood it. In fact, even Clinton understood it. You don't negotiate from a simple, weak position. And what are we doing? We are about to give the world sponsor of terror billions of dollars because we are desperately seeking to get into a win situation before November. Make no mistake about it. Let me call it out for what it is. Everyone, understand that the only reason that they are pushing so hard to get some kind of stupid deal with Iran, and by the way, have you seen the deal? I haven't. You know why? Because they don't want you to see the deal. What they want you to see is their Peppermint Patty talking points. Peppermint Patty from the podium says, it's in our best interest to make sure Iran doesn't get a nuclear weapon. But there's a caveat to that. Doesn't get a nuclear weapon right now. There's another way to do that. Tell them, we are not going to allow you to have a nuclear weapon. End of story. And if you want to join back into the society, show us that you can perform some good behavior. Stop blowing up other countries. Stop shooting missiles near our embassy. And stop being a state sponsor of terrorism. And then we can talk. But instead, what do we do? Listen, can you please give us a nuclear deal? We need a win before November. We're going to get slaughtered in the elections. And I got to tell you, that deal can't be worse than the deal we got out of. It's got to be better for the Iranians. It's certainly not going to be good for us because we're going to them begging them to get into a deal, which is going to give them the nuclear weapon, which is going to destabilize the Middle East as if we don't have enough problems in this world right now. We need some more problems. Thank you, Joe Biden and the administration. And quite frankly, Blinken, Winken, and Nitwit, as far as Austin, as far as Milley, as far as Biden, as far as Harris, the Afghanistan show was enough for me. 
That was enough. All right, I've seen enough. And so were the families of the 13 heroes that were killed as a result of their disaster. And let me ask you another stupid question. Since we were already sending weapons to Ukraine, hmm, let me think about it. $83 billion of weapons we left in Afghanistan. You think anyone could have used those $83 billion worth of weapons? Hey, here's an idea, folks. We could have given them to Ukraine. In fact, we wouldn't even have to sell them because we just give it to them because that's what we did in Afghanistan. Am, am I not making sense? Does it not make zero sense to leave weapons in a bunch of terrorists' hands rather than give them to, a, as Joe Biden would say, quote-unquote, an ally or a partner? These are the new catchphrases, partner and allies. The America's leading from behind. We're pushing our partners and allies forward. Listen. Oh, but uh, Kamala has already said that the Ukraine is part of NATO. Oh, the cackler-in-chief? Yeah, the cackler-in-chief. Oh, no, the first lady. <laughs> first lady. That's, She's uh, the cackler-in-chief. I, I just cannot believe that we sent her over to Europe to make us look worse than we already do. <laughs> I mean, no, you, she you did just, a hell of a job of it. Oh, man, she destroyed whatever whatever credibility we had left. It was gone. As soon as she turned around, they asked her about the gas prices in the United States, and she turned around to the Polish president and asked him to respond. I, I, you can't make this stuff up. I watched the video. I said, wait a second. She didn't just do that. And then in the midst, she's asked, she's asked about the refugees and what are America plans for the refugees. And again, she pointed to him to answer the question, and then she started cackling, and she goes, <laughs> a friend indeed is a friend in need. There are millions of people right now on the move in Europe, and she's laughing about it. How do you think that makes Putin feel? It makes him feel great. And Xi Jinping, he's going, they actually elected these knuckleheads. That's what's the, that's the funniest part of this. We actually put them in charge. And now we're surprised that they're in charge. What, what cognitive deficit, you know, I understand COVID is contagious, but I was never aware that cognitive deficits were contagious. But I can see it spreading throughout the Biden administration. Their entire administration is cognitively defective. And Pete this, Buttigieg. This thing that uh, he has nominated for Supreme Court, at least she fits the bill with all the rest of them. Oh, she checked the boxes like Kamala. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into that for a little bit. And in the, in the next segment, but I think we have to look at the administration being so incompetent that it's literally dangerous for the world. You cannot have a reaction that's three weeks behind what's going on in real time. <laughs> it, it's just it's not working. His, his ability to detect crises is, is zero. His ability to deal with crisis so far have been zero. And his ability to anticipate crisis has been less than zero. It used to say that, you know, in, in the American, and in fact, I just want to throw this in here. By the way, I, I believe the feds just raised it, uh, the basis points again. They just, for the first time in three or four years now, they just bumped up the basis points. That ought to really speed up the economy. <laughs> Thank you very much. So it's, you know, listen. As I said, I think last week or the week before, 
the time to steer the Titanic was not as it was going down. It was kind of too late after that. You know, after the iceberg rips a hole in your hole, you can't steer your boat. Sorry, done. You know, it's just, it's incredible. The lack of sort of, you know, we put these people in charge because we think they can solve problems. They think that they can run the country. I didn't anticipate them running it into the ground. You know, they destroyed energy independence, and now I'm told from speaking to some different experts that it will take almost a year to bring that back online. Even if we change this administration tomorrow, it'll take a year to get that back online. But here's the good news. If we were to do that, the market would anticipate that, and that market would drop that price down. Now, I know, Dave, that wasn't be good for you, but the rest of us is okay. No, you know, it would be good for us, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, let me throw out something that people are going through on my side of it. And this is, uh, you know, I had a, a mentor that uh, was, a, in my opinion, a marketing genius. And he used to say, when things are good, you advertise when things are bad, you advertise more. That way you get you get your market share while the other people are scared to advertise or say anything. Your advertising is still effective. You get the business, and you take a bigger market share. So, Well, you know what they say about songs and lyrics, too. When you're sad, you understand the lyrics, and when you're happy, you listen to the music. Yeah. You know, but we we really as a country need to take stock of what we do. We need to stop paying attention as Americans. We've kind of gotten away from that. You know, we tend to invite these elitists, the people who are higher up on the food chain, who are not impacted by real life. Nancy Pelosi with a hundred million dollars sitting in a freezer full of ice cream there, you know, while the rest of us are trying to figure out how we're gonna get food on the table. We got away from the George Washingtons, from the Lincolns. And I think that was a serious mistake on our part. We need to have a regular guy run this country. Somebody who is in touch with the people, who can understand what's going on on a day-to-day basis. I I want the guy who's declared bankruptcy once. And I'll tell you why. Because he understands what it is to have a budget. And he understands now what it is to get his act together. And he's changed his life around. The people who are running this country have no clue as they sit behind their 30-foot walls with their armed guards and their private security and tell the rest of us, we don't need a border, we don't need protection, and we certainly don't need police. That is the most amazing set of hypocritical standards I have ever seen. We let these people run this country who have no clue who this country is. They walk into one room, they walk into one room, they tell us what we want to hear. They walk into another room and they tell us completely a different story, what that room wants to hear. And that's how they get elected. And I, and I got to tell you, I was very disappointed, really, really terribly disappointed with now the New York Times has a breath of reality. The New York Times apparently printed the fact that, guess what? The Hunter Biden laptop was real. So I think with that, we're going to take a short break, and we're going to pick that up right after, right after the break. 
Start taking back our country from the liberal wokes by voting locally for conservative Republicans. Veteran-owned America's Web Radio endorses and supports Dr. Rich McCormick for Georgia's 6th District, U.S. House of Representatives, as a decorated Marine helicopter pilot, and now an emergency room doctor who served on the front lines against COVID-19, Dr. Rich McCormick has never been afraid of a fight. Whether it's communist China abroad, or the radical left in America, Rich knows the next fight facing America is to stop socialism. He's all in. Vote for Rich McCormick. Veteran-owned, America's Web Radio would like to thank all of our incredible patrons. We wouldn't be able to do this without you. If you are not already a patron, you can help us continue to produce some of the most informative and entertaining shows on the Internet by becoming a patron. Patrons of America's Web Radio are the first to receive information about new shows and links to the latest podcast episodes. Join now and receive a free gift while supplies last. For more information and to join our family, please visit www.patreon.com slash America's Web Radio. If you have questions, contact us at gm at americaswebradio.com. And as always, thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You know, Mark, one of the things that has come out of all of this, and probably the most positive thing, in my opinion... Because of COVID, because of multiple other things, and uh, kids having to wear masks or kids having to stay at home, and, and uh, you know, the parents got involved with their kids, finally, and realized what they were being taught. And most of our problems, in my opinion, go back to our less than appropriate educational system that's not teaching our kids civics, they're not teaching leadership, they're not teaching morals, and I blame the schools, but at the same time, this is exactly what the communists said they were going to do. Take they a, always said they'd take over without firing a shot. Yep, and they're doing they, it. And they they've do it done in the classroom. It, they're doing it and, in the classroom, exactly. And i got to tell you, I, I think I blame myself, and I should blame everyone else who's a parent who had no clue what they were teaching in school, had no clue what they were teaching in colleges. I saw something that was really disturbing to me as an attorney yesterday. There was the Yale had a free speech consortium of different people that came to speak. And it was a program that they had, and they had conservatives and they had liberals on the panel. And they began to talk, and as soon as the conservative speaker got up, the students jumped up, held signs, and literally broke up the course. They, they literally broke up the, the, this whole compendium of the liberal and the conservative sitting there as a panel. They broke up the presentation. And here's the real part that, that really annoys me and really concerns me as an attorney. These are people who are, quote-unquote, allegedly the top law schools, okay? These are the people who are going to be your judges and your prosecutors and your lawyers for the next generation. This is a real serious defect in the system. Why? Because Yale has a rule against that. Yale has a very serious rule against that. 
you basically have to be a legitimate student on campus, and you cannot be disorderly. Whatever happened to disorderly conduct? There's a right to free speech. That does not give you the right to interrupt free speech. That's where they, you know, you have these professors in these schools who are one step away from being communist, and you're correct. They're half a breath away from being a communist because they believe that society is broken. Capitalist is broken. The capital society needs to go. Well, you know what? If you feel strongly, take a hike. Go to Russia. Enjoy. Go to China. Go go help the Uyghurs. Go enjoy that. You know? But don't tell me, as a republic, as a democratic republic of the United States, that capitalism and love for country is wrong. Listen, I'm never going to say that America is perfect. It isn't. But it's damn near close to it, and we strive every day as Americans, the general population, to be good Americans. We are the most giving country in the world. And if you doubt that, go look it up. We are there for everybody. When something needs to get done, we do it. Take a look at World War II. Without us, the world would just speak in German. And I truly, truly believe that. But here's the question I have now. Is free speech dead in America? Is free speech kaput? Is it really done? What did we do? How did this happen? We let it happen. That's how it happened. We let it fester in our schools. We let them tell people that you're not... You shouldn't love your country. We took the Pledge of Allegiance out of schools because it's a trigger. It's a microaggression. It's this. It's that. This is America. You pledge your allegiance to America. And when you stop doing that, you are going to destroy America. And there is a group of people like the AOCs, the Rashida Tlaibs, and the other knuckleheads in that squad, and Cheney and Kinzinger. They're all part of that squad. They're the people who hate America who hate what it stands for, the imperialist America. Guess what? We are not an imperialist country. We are the most giving, most loving country in the world. And you better understand that. And when you go home, you should look outside your front house and you should see your flag outside of that house. And if the flag's not outside your house and you're not flying it proudly, there's a problem. Because you know what? We These idiots in Congress and in the Senate are now really, they're really hot on the idea of sending in the military. Let's get into another conflict. They will send us in to protect other people, but won't protect America. Love America before you're going to protect someone else. You know, on a plane, they tell you, put on your oxygen mask before you put on someone else's. But let me roll back into the Hunter Biden story. Listen, that laptop is his business. The fact that it's out in public now, you know, am I? do I really have a feeling as to what the laptop, whether it should have been, shouldn't have been, who cares? But here's the issue I have. Here's the real issue. First of all, is Joe Biden involved in this? Did he take money? Did he take quid pro quo? Okay, because listen, Hunter Biden's no genius, but he's making $80,000 a year or $80,000 a month from the uh, comp- the company, the oil company in Ukraine, 
this is an issue for me. Barisma, why were they paying him eighty grand? He has no experience. Why did he have a billion dollar contract out of China? We all know the answer, and and quite frankly, I'm okay with that too. But here's the problem I really have with the whole important problem. Big tech manipulated the election. Big tech manipulated the election. Why do I say that? Well, what happened? The Hunter Biden laptop came out. It made reference to 10% for the big guy, which we're all assuming was Joe Biden. And again, an assumption because we do not. It's an allegation because we do not have the proof. And lo and behold, I'll be dead, buried, and turned to dust by the time they ever start an investigation because that ain't happening. But how did big tech have the ability to shut down such a huge monumental story like this? Literally, they shut it down. Not a media outlet covered it except for Fox, I believe, and maybe one or two other small media outlets. All of the Facebook, all of the Twitter, it was all kiboshed, gone. And then they hide behind this Section 230. They say it's misinformation. They have their fact checkers. Well, I'm sorry. Have the fact checkers gone on permanent vacation during the Biden administration? Because if they thought they were working 24-7 under the Trump administration, they're going to be working 48-14 under the Biden administration. Because there is no reason that they should not be calling this garbage out that he's feeding us. So, and what do I, is the garbage? Gas prices, folks. Let me just make it clear. Let me make it clear. The favorite statement of the Democratic Party. Let me be clear. That's it. Let me be clear. When somebody says to you, let me be clear, they're about to lie to you. So here it is. Gas prices are rising from the day Joe Biden got into office. When that XL pipeline went offline, that was the beginning. Look at the CPI index. It's it's printed in the government garbage. Go look at CPI.gov. It's right there. It goes straight up from the day he's in gas prices. So I have I have a question. Either A, everyone else in the market saw Putin about to invade Ukraine, and the Biden administration completely missed that entire episode. Maybe he was watching something on Netflix, getting ice cream. I don't know. But he missed the entire episode of Ukraine about to be taken over. But everybody in the gas price industry knew about that. Everybody in the, from the refiners to the distributors, every, the prices just went up and up and up. If you believe what he said, which is complete garbage. So don't let him tell you it's Putin's pain at the pump. That's really, you know what? I like that. They took, they took a page out of Trump branding. It's a beautiful thing. But here's the problem. I hope, I know my listeners, but I hope the rest of us are smarter than that. It's not Putin's price hike. It's Biden's bull price hike. Because you cannot cut off energy independence. They talk about the global market. It's globally controlled. We don't do anything. You're wrong. Because if America is producing hundreds of millions of barrels a day out onto the market and we're exporting oil, guess what? The price goes down. Supply and demand. When you take American oil off the market, the demand is still there. Listen, green energy is great. It ain't happening yet. I, I know I keep saying that and I keep reminding you of it. 
but don't let them convince you that we're ready. Pete Buttigieg, the, the transportation secretary, couldn't even fill potholes when he was mayor over there. But now he's going to tell you, go out and buy a $60,000 Tesla. I'll tell you what. Go get the $88 billion worth of military equipment you left in Afghanistan, Pete. Bring it back here. Sell it to Ukraine. And then buy me a Tesla. Because I can't afford a $60,000 Tesla. Okay, I'm busy paying for the hierarchy of the college education for my daughters. All right, so they can they can worry about that. Here's the here's the problem I have. I'm tired of them lying to me. Can someone please tell me the reality of what's going on? And talk about lying. I have to bring this up. Jesse Smollett or Juicy, whatever Jesse or Juicy Smollett. Okay, now he's out. He's in, he's out, he's in, he's out. Listen, I can tell you it pays to have connections. He was convicted of five counts of felony disorderly conduct for reporting a fake hate crime. And he was sentenced to five months in jail, $120,000 restitution, $25,000 fine. That $120,000 restitution is for all of the overtime that the Chicago police had to work on his case to find out he lied. So... Bringing it back, listen, we need to get this country back on track. We need to fix our court systems. There has to be deterrence and there has to be punishment. There's no bail stuff that we got going on in New York. It's not working. And then next week, I think what I'm going to pick up is on Katanji Brown-Jackson, our Supreme Court Justice. We're going to let you know what small decisions she brought forth, and we'll do an analysis of that. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening to Bite of Reality. Have a wonderful weekend, and this is America's Web Radio. You're listening to Mark the Shark with Bite of Reality. Thanks for listening. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.